What's up, everybody? Fuck yeah, I'm just gonna let it roll. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, RJ, back again. Seventh Haven Podcast. Back to our hopefully regularly scheduled programming. And today, today we have two familiar faces, I mean voices. Uh, we have Jesse Lamb and Wilson Huang. Wait, go ahead. What? Hey, did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really hyped right now. What weird energy hey guys. going on right now? What's up? Say what's up, Jesse. What's up? <laughs> I mean, konnichiwa, y'all. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So, today's topic is going to be, unsu- well, Jesse kind of introed it wonderfully and beautifully. Uh, today we're going to be talking about something that we love, something that we cherish, something that is near and dear to our hearts. It changes your life forever. Oh yes, for my first time. We'll get into that. But we're talking about the glorious world and land of Japan. Let's give it up for Japan. Woo! Japan. Awesome, guys. And the reason why I'm talking, we we're talking about this topic is... Uh, I'm sh- you may or may not know, I feel like I've been going there, like, annually for the past four or five years. Yeah, you've at least gone, like, five, five yeah. or so times at this point. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I've, <clears throat> and I always say, oh, you guys, you guys going to go back? I'm like, nah, I'm going to go back. It's, we've done too much. We've done everything. But we always come back. It's hard, because it's like, there's always something to do, and it's, there's just so much to discover. It's, it's. And it's just such a nice place to go. It's safe. You don't got to worry about crime. Yeah. You know, it's nice. I mean, it's wonderful. I mean, <laughs> you've been there. I mean, have we done the same amount of times now? No, I think I'm short a few. Just because you and uh, Susan did a few solo uh, duo trips. Um, I think I've been like maybe four times now. Yeah. <clears throat> when, when was your first time? 2012, I'd say. Yeah, I went with my brother and two of our friends from college. Um, what made you, like, what was, like, I think this is the first thing I want to talk about. It's, like, the first time. So, like, you've been there four times. I've been there five. Yeah. And Wilson, you've been there one time. First time. Woo. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> Why but, did I come back? <laughs> <laughs> that's usually what a first-timer <laughs> always says. Or we, you, you'll always say that when you leave or when you get back here. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but... Thinking back for you, Jesse, like, what was it that, you know, like, I know, like, what was the motivation, and yeah. how did you finally get it to happen? Uh, yeah, so, let's see, 2012 was about two years after I graduated from college and started working, uh, and then one of my friends was like, hey, um, thinking about going to Japan, are you interested in going? Uh, at the time, I've never actually traveled international before, either, so... Uh, and, you know, being, being the, the weed that I am, I, I totally love, like, you know, I, I, I've always appreciated things about Japan, but I've never been there. So, like, yeah, I'm down. Um, checked with my brother, my brother was down. Uh, we checked with our other friend, he was down. So, then it was history. We went, it was, it was wonderful. Um, it's, it was a time. There was a lot of first experiences there. Um, <laughs> definitely just, like, 
you know, going out, drinking till 5.30 a.m. when the train starts running again. Which part did you stay in? Uh, we stayed in a few places, actually, because we did the three, the three city travel, which is typical for a lot of people's first times. If you're there for a few weeks, it's like Tokyo, and then we went to Kyoto, and then Osaka, and then back to Tokyo. Um, so uh, in Tokyo, we stayed in Akasaka and Asakusa. Um, both fairly quiet areas, but and a little bit away from kind of your main areas in like Shinjuku Shibuya, but it, you know, this train so you can get anywhere, so not too bad. Um, and it was a much quieter area, so it was kind of nice. Um, but yeah, it was kind of funny because there was this one guy at the club, and I was like, oh yeah, we're trying to go to Feria, which is a club in Roppongi. We were also at a bar in Roppongi. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we're trying to go to, we're going to try to go to Feria too. And he's like, yeah, let's go, let's go. And he's like hella hyped. And I'm like, okay, let me get my, fr- let me get my friends. Cause we were all drunk at that point. It's like, yeah. it was like 5 a.m. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, all right, let's go. But, and I was like, and we, we got out of the club, like, and my friend's like, oh, dude, I'm so hungry. He's like, all right. And I was like, hey, do you know, do you know any ramen places in here? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the five of us go to this ramen place. My friends are drunk. They're drunk beyond reason. I'm like pretty okay because I was drunk earlier in the day and then proceeded to not be drunk anymore. Nice. Um, so uh, I was kind of wrangling them and then uh, the guy was like, hey, you, you still want to go? And I was like, I looked at my friends like, sorry, man, I don't think we're doing it anymore. These guys are too drunk. <laughs> but I bought him some ramen and then uh, he kind of proceeded on his way to Feria at 5.30 in the morning at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, it was a hell of, that was, that was the same night that I got like way too drunk and punched a bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> so this story I hear a lot, but yeah. it never gets old. Can you set the stage for us? Tell us about. Yeah. Okay. So we 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 went with uh, some my friends' friends uh, from Japan. We went to like this party, kind of like a pre party kind of deal. And, um, it was the first time that I like had, I guess, Japanese, uh, like like the, the sake from there, which is, you know, um, non-pasteurized yeah. sake, right? So it's super smooth, doesn't taste like alcohol. Um, I didn't realize it. They, they, get, they had a cup. I thought it was water. I was thirsty. I just, like, pounded the cup. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I've been drinking a bit. I need to. And then they're like, cool. <laughs> I, like, I was like, what? <laughs> they're like, surprised. I was like, that was sake. I was like, oh. I was like, water. So just to let you know, I had three of those. <laughs> it was like three full drinking glasses I just like downed because it kept impressing them. I don't know. It was kind of cool. but I like how know. they didn't stop you. They're just like, oh, so good. Yeah. Because <laughs> the alternative was like Jose Cuervo or like uh, uh, Maker's Mark. Or no, Captain Morgan. And I was like, we're in Japan. Uh, we're not yeah. But America's that, that's the expensive stuff though. Cause it's like it's imported. Oh, you're right. Yeah, and I was just like, ooh, can't. I don't know if I can do that. So I just mm-hmm. pounded all that sake. I had a few yeah. shots on Jose though. Um, but then uh, we go to the club. I'm I'm just like stupid drunk at that point because I'd also been drinking at the club as well. And so then like uh, the, bar, the 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 uh, bodyguard or security guard was like, hey, uh, your friend. Okay, so this is what my this is what my friends told me happened. Okay, so the security guard was like, hey, your friend looks really drunk. And I was like falling asleep at, at like the table we had. 
He's like, he, well, he should go outside for some air. My friend's like, is it, is it okay if he comes back afterwards? Yeah. He said, yeah, it's fine. Just, you know, might, a little bit of air might do him good. So, you know, they're coming in. And drunk me thinks that he's kicking me out of the club. So, so I was like, no! I don't, don't want to get kicked out because I'm being there by myself. I just like, kind of took the news. I just like, okay, so I punched him. <laughs> and then, like, it's, it's this really, like, big security guard. Like, big... Like, uh, my, my uh, friend's friend knew, so this, this big Armenian guy didn't even phase him. Wait, he just, like, he just, like, laughed. Question. Yeah. Did you, okay, did you really wind up, was it a real punch, or was it, like, I mean, I mean it was <laughs> over like, the face? It was, it was, like, I think it was, like, around, like, the sternum area, <laughs> or, like, stomach, kind of. Yeah. He's a tall guy, and I'm not very tall. Yeah. All right. And so then, like, you know, like, I hit him, and, you know, with about as much force as an extremely drunk person could have, so probably not much. Yeah. But he kind of just, like, laughs, and then, like, they proceed to take me out, and then they, I come back in. And then my I sober up, and my friends proceed to get really drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that's the story uh, of how I punched a bouncer. <laughs> that's wild. That is wild. And um, <laughs> is there any follow-up to that story? <laughs> There's a little follow-up to that, right? There was. So we went to that club again. <laughs> <laughs> and was it the same bouncer? <laughs> it was the same bouncer. But then he didn't remember me. And he so didn't? on the elevator up, my friend was like, hey, do you remember this guy? <laughs> oh. And then did he remember? He's like, oh, you. <laughs> and then we just have a nice chuckle as we get to the floor, and then he lets me in. Great place. I love a nice guy. Yeah. He, he totally could kick my ass, though. Like, hands down. Oh, I bet. It, would, it wouldn't even be a contest. <laughs> like, you can have me in my best form in any part of my life, and I wouldn't have been able to <laughs> Like, Oh, man. Like, it would just be like fighting, like, pre-Super Serum Steve Rogers. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that paints a picture. <laughs> that, well... <laughs> That's a good first time. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a few things. That was pretty, no, that was in Tokyo, right? That was in Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah. Roppongi, specifically. So there's a lot of uh, partying that goes on there because it's a very international area. It's the expat area, right? Yeah. yeah very much so. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of international business that goes on there, too. Like, uh, Roppongi Hills is, like, I think where... There's this tower where a ton of like the major like tech companies and stuff are at. Makes sense. Yeah, man. <laughs> what about you, Wilson? How was your first time? Oh, I mean, man. It's pretty recent, so there is still be fresh. There's a there's a lot to say, but I don't really know where to start. Well, let's talk about like what was like the motivation, I guess. Like what like Oh, why? Yeah, Go why? to Japan? Like, I what mean, was it like pre-Japan? Because, no, everybody has, like, an idea, a concept of what it is before you actually get there, right? Mm. But it does motivate you to, like, want to go, right? Like, for me, I just imagine, like, you know, anime <laughs> girls everywhere and uh, robots and, uh, you know, like, it's, like, the future. You know, just, like, what I see in anime, right? Just, what, yeah. like, craziness. Girls in wigs, hella good food, like... Well, honestly, I don't watch that much anime, mm-hmm. and the ones I do watch are, like, probably not, like... Well, that's not true. I was going to say they're not, like, really slice of life kind of things, but I, I have watched a few. Um, but anyways, like, my I didn't really know what to expect 
And not gonna lie, the planning up to it, I pretty much assumed that Jesse was just gonna like take me to places and hope it was okay. Cause I didn't look anything up at all. I was like, I'm just gonna wing it. Um, probably cause I was like busy or lazy or something in the run up, up to it. I mean, that's a nice, can be like, just like, yeah. you're Jesus and you're just taking the wheel right now. That's Jesse. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jesse, take the wheel! <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, like, I haven't traveled internationally for like over, well over a decade. Maybe even close to like 16 years or something. Because the last time I traveled overseas was to China for like a cousin's wedding or something. Yeah. And that was like still when they're industrializing and everything was still like slightly dirty and whatever. So, um, but on that note, like one of the things I noticed the most, like once we got to Japan, was just how clean everything was. Ah, it was yes. insane. Mm-hmm. Like the first night was really funny, or like when we arrived, uh, because we're like in the airport, it's like midnight, and we couldn't figure out where we were going. Like <laughs> that was when we were just super exhausted and tired and both of us just didn't want to deal with anything. We were just like, we just want to get to our Airbnb and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it was weird because like, you know, there's certain things that are kind of stereotyped about Japan of how there's just like cartoon stuff everywhere or anime stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, one of the first things we saw when we got to the airport was this Nintendo check-in thing. <laughs> so it was just like giant, like plastic statues of like Toad and, Mario and stuff everywhere. And we're like, what the hell is this? And we couldn't figure it out because it was like closed down because, uh, yeah, you know, it's like midnight. Uh, we still don't know what the heck it is. But I was like, this place is going to be great. It's like the first thing in Greece at the airport is like a familiar face of like Mario and Yoshi and stuff. I was like, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but then we like the other thing uh, that kind of goes along with like how clean stuff is was when we, my first experience, my like first uh, Japan train ride. Um, it was kind of funny because like we, well, at least I couldn't read shit, and right. like we were trying to figure out where we were going on the map, and the map is like huge and elaborate, because yeah. uh, there's like so many stops, it's like the train system is really like elaborate, so we were trying to figure out how to get where we were going, and eventually we did, but it was just us like, you know, deer in headlights, both of us are very obviously tourists with our luggage, and just looking up at this map with our mouths open, trying to figure out what the hell's going on, and where we're going, but um... But we got there. It was good. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Funny story about that train ride, too. Was, Which, uh, did you take the K- Keisei Skyliner ride? So, we were supposed to. But, <laughs> but uh, my dumbass, like, <laughs> just like, like, cause I was exhausted, dude. So, like, <laughs> so he I, hasn't told me this yet, so this is new to me. So, <laughs> You're just playing it off because Jesus is taking the wheel right now, so go ahead, Jesus. Yeah, so... We actually accidentally bought us tickets for the express line, like the KSA express line, which is not the KSA skyline. <laughs> and we were taking it, and I was like looking, that's why I was like looking so intently at the thing. I was like, why is this line orange, but the sky, everything that says Skyliner is blue. <laughs> and then like, right when we were, I think it was like before we got to, it was like, um, I was like, Wilson, I'm gonna call it Audible. He's like, "What's an Audible?" I was like, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch sports. Ball. I don't know what the fuck you're talking. He's like, like the whole time there was like, I knew there was something wrong. Sort of expression, but at the same time, both of us were so tired that yeah. we were like, I don't care. Okay, so, so uh, the the Yamanote line, 
uh, from the express line, uh, the orange. So, so there are two stations next to each other. I can't remember what the one next to one was, but they, you can get off the express line onto the Yamanote, which will take us to where we wanted to go. Yeah. Um, as we were approaching them, I was like, I have to make a decision now <laughs> whether we stay on this one or run across to the other one. For the first stop shows up, he's like, I think we're on the wrong tables and we should go to the other one. It's like, he's like, what? I think we should go to the other one. And he's like, uh, okay, I was like, never mind, it's too late now. He's like, what? <laughs> and the doors start closing. <laughs> and I was like, alright, alright, alright. Then he's like, alright, I'm calling Audible. Run, run, run. We just like, ran across. And thankfully, that was the Yamato uh, trip. Oh, man. <laughs> I was so tired, I don't really remember yeah. that. Much. That's, I mean, here's the thing, <laughs> listeners, like, you think that's like, you know, that, that sounds super stressful, like, more often than not, you're gonna have, that's gonna happen to you multiple times in Japan. Yeah. Because, like, uh, to speak on Wilson's point, you said, like, you know, it just, it's kind of overwhelming, you can't read anything. It, if, like, coming from America, it's like, Japan is probably the most foreign place you can go. Like, and I think that's why a lot of people like to travel, right? Or, like, they're intimidated by it, right? Like, you come to a place and it's completely different than what you know. You can't read anything. There's, you know, the kanji, all that stuff. There's, like, I mean, there's English now. It's more readable. But, like, to put yourself in a spot where you know, like, you know, and especially if you don't know the language, like, how was that experience for you to be, like, I felt that way, too, where it's just, like, for my first trip, I was relying on, we all took, by the way, we all took Japanese classes leading up to that trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, didn't, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't retain, I, re, I retained a little bit, but I honestly relied heavily on you and Susan <laughs> to kind of like, you guys were like, yeah. again, you assume the roles of, you know, Jesus taking that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I just like, al- and I was like along for the ride, so I totally get it, Wilson, like it's yeah. like, it basically was like. The, for the seven days we were there, I basically felt, at least initially for the first few days, I felt like I was, what it would be like to be a mute person. Like, yeah. I can't talk, or like, if I tried to speak English, they wouldn't understand what I'm saying most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I don't know, I think it was, sometimes I wish I was like, when I was there, I wish I was white, then they'd be like, oh yeah, you're just a foreigner, but oh. I can't, because I'm Asian. And so they're like, so they assume different. I might be Japanese. Yeah. And I'm just rude the whole time, so that felt really bad. Um, but I got used to it after a while because I don't know. Yeah, I kind of oscillated between the two, right? Because one, like, if they would speak to me Japanese, like, oh, they probably just think I'm a dark Japanese person. That's kind of <laughs> cool, but it kind of sucked. So it's life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was like, yeah, it was an interesting, like, at least the first time where you're kind of like, like, like you said, like, you have to kind of smile and point to things a lot, and, like. There's nothing. There's no other way to do it, because oh, I wasn't gonna yeah. be like I. I struggled real hard for the first few days about the pointing thing. Yeah. Because like Jesse told me, don't point at shit. Oh yeah, you're not supposed but to then, point like, at shit. But then like the second day or third day, he was like, oh yeah, if, if it's like close enough to you, you can point at it. And I was like, oh god damn it. <laughs> so, I didn't know that. I always go open palm always. Yeah. Open <laughs> yeah but, but I guess I know why, because it's like proximity. Because the the really thing, thing you don't want to like point, point at, at people. Yeah. 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 That, that's yeah, speaking of the open palm thing, now I understand the is this a pigeon meme? Like why he's doing that gesture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it's from. Yeah, like open um, palm. For people on the podcast who can't tell, all of us just did the open yeah. palm. <laughs> open palm up to the sky. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. It's always like a mild 
like anxiety moment too when somebody because because like what Wilson was saying, you know, because I love Asian, they're gonna be like, okay, start with Japanese, like, Japanese, and I always like have this mental like breakdown in my head, like, all right, is this gonna be a good exchange? Is it gonna go smooth? Am I gonna just have to like, like there, there were a few times where I just like probably could have could have done it. But I was so exhausted where I just be like, nope, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna deny and pretend like I know, like I know any Japanese. I'm just just pull for pull foreigner and just like I did. Yeah, and let and let other Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Real Jesus. <laughs> it's like it's like yeah. There would be times where it's like I just I just can't do this right now. <laughs> yeah, dude, it can be super intimidating, but I mean, luckily. On the flip side of it, like Japanese people are super polite and super helpful, so it's very accommodating. Very accommodating, and they're understanding, so that helps a bit. More so in Tokyo than like. Oh yeah, for sure. In yeah. The countryside, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, in like Osaka and Kyoto, it's like they'll, you know, they'll be accommodating, but it's like not as much so as Tokyo. But it, the the people there, like, they're freaking awesome. Yeah, that that's one of the things I miss the most is like how polite everyone was, and everyone seemed to be working towards the same common goal kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool, and I know a lot of people are like always ask that question of like, oh, why can't America be like this? I'm like, bruh. <laughs> uh, well, Jesse can tell you why. It's because we're not homogenous. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a lot of sense too. Yeah, because like everyone in Japan, well, not every, well, most people in Japan are Japanese, but America is just like this weird uh, amalgamation of people from all different cultures and backgrounds and and upbringings, and so it's very hard to be on the same page because you people tend to stick to like other people like themselves, um, and obviously like different cultures clash. Uh, the way you behave in one is not necessarily the same as you behave for a certain situation in another. Uh, but in Japan, it's kind of different because everyone lives in Japan and they kind of are in this Japanese society where there are certain norms and, and values that everyone kind of <coughs> adheres to. Um, so as much as we we keep asking the question, is like, why can't X be like this in the United States? Well, it's going to be really hard to change the minds of everyone at the same time. Yeah, for real. Like, Jesse, can you... What was the one saying that... About the Japanese oh, culture. Was was the thing? Yeah, the say was like the, the hammer that sticks out, or the nail that sticks out gets the hammer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the hammer that sticks out is gonna get a nail. <laughs> no, so, I think it's like the nail that sticks out gets the hammer. So yeah, you know, everyone, you know, it, it, it's one of those kind of things where like people are generally very uh, like that. And this, this is of course from you know just from what people tell me, but it's very much just. Um, People help out a lot and stuff because you don't want to be kind of seen as someone who doesn't. You yeah. don't want to yeah. end up as a social prior or something. It's kind of like the... It's like a societal pressure yeah. to like do to help each other. Yeah, it's kind of like the golden rule is actually the rule of law there, kind of. Yeah, I always, like when I came back, I told a lot of people like in a nutshell what Japan is like is when you're in the United States and there's a problem, someone puts up a sign and they're kind of done with it. In Japan, if there's a problem, like, the entire society will bend to fix that problem until it's no longer a problem. Yeah. It's just like, 
amazing to me and I, I love it so much but I understand why it wouldn't work here yeah I mean but the thing also they have to consider it's like you know in order to get something done it requires a lot of things right like like an example is how the sinkhole that the big old sinkhole that happened in Tokyo it got fixed in like days but then like you have to consider there's essentially construction work that was going on 24 hours a day yeah. like and then like I'm not sure if, I, I don't think they had people working 24 that would be all, like I'm pretty sure that wasn't the case but they definitely had people who were doing like late swing shifts and stuff like that yeah I remember like uh, at Shinokubo station which was the train station right down the street from us the main one that we would go to they were like replacing railings or something like that one of those nights yeah. basically like on one day they weren't there and then the next day construction was done overnight and everything was like perfect and we we're like what the hell this would have taken like three months in in like san francisco to fix a road or fix like a tiny thing on bart it was just like baffling but i mean super impressive that japanese efficiency you mm-hmm. know i love it the infrastructure in japan oh buddy yeah, it's the roads are so nice like you said super clean mm-hmm. yeah very skateboardable very skateboardable. oh god the Everything was so smooth. I was just like, I wish I had my longboard, but apparently you can't skateboard yeah. in Japan. Yeah, yeah it's well, like, like yeah, there there are like probably parts where you can probably get by like in the. They got parks and stuff. But yeah, that's 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 really interesting to me because like we saw like occasional bikes and stuff, but we never saw anything else like scooters, skateboards, or bikes are very common in Japan. Yeah, you know? I, I was saying like bikes are the only thing that we saw. Yeah, but we didn't see much else. Very little. Uh, vehicle traffic like not a lot of cars mm-hmm. actually mostly just like taxis uh, a lot of nice walkable streets though so I think that was like really pleasant it just made there it was just like a lot less noise overall because of that like no traffic sounds no like engines or uh, horns honking and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, lots of loud ass cicadas though but oh because oh, you guys went during summer yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah to me those things are like ASMR it's great I love them yeah uh, it was. It's like a nice kind of sound to just have playing everywhere you go. Yeah, chirping the cicadas and that bird that just goes ah. Oh yeah, like, it's gross. <laughs> Those things are. It's yeah, so it's a stereotypical scene that you see in a lot of animes, right? During the summertime, you yes. just hear the yeah cicadas chirping. Usually, the characters just laying there like, uh, it's just super hot, so hot. And, yeah. like laying there, and then you hear the. so when we were there it was like a heat wave it was like 80 something 90 every day super humid so we just like you know once we got home jumped into the room turned on the ac like holy crap oh my god i was struggling so hard when we first got to the airbnb to try to figure out how to get to work like it's once you get the air conditioner on it's it's easy but but like when we got there, we couldn't figure. I couldn't figure it out because like the remote wasn't working. Like I would hit the on button, and nothing the remote happened. would do things, but nothing would happen because I was clearly dripping in sweat still. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, yeah, it took me a while. I just like p- tried to push off and on on like the actual pa- like air conditioning panel itself, and it worked. Again, yeah. we yeah. couldn't read. <laughs> yeah. The Airbnb did have a guide for it? I think it, it did. did. We but, then, like, didn't look. but the guy was for the remote. 
And I was like, I was falling, and like, I don't get it, it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just like pushed the thing and it turned on. Like you see like the like the little flap open up, I'm like, oh god, it's working. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, speaking of those creature comforts, one of the things that like saved us while we were there was probably Don Quixote. Mm. Yes. Donkey. Yeah. So uh, I think for the initiated, imagine Don Quixote as like Usually it's multi multi storied, right? I guess yeah. it depends. But it's like one stop shop for everything. Yeah. Literally yeah. everything. This is yeah. like if you put Walmart and Target together. Yeah. Like it's crazy. You can get whatever the hell you need there. Yeah, whether it's like built up or horizontally, it's sprawling. Oh yeah, the one that was near us was not multiple floors, but it was multiple buildings. Yeah, it was connected up by this bridge where you wouldn't actually know you're crossing the bridge. Yeah, like, I had no so idea. So you went out the exit and you saw like in between this like little kind of like someone like a bridge play anyways. Um, it was kind of like that. It was, yeah. it was interesting, but yeah, it was it was a new experience. I've never actually been to one that was like just one floor like that. It was a freaking maze. Yeah. <laughs> basically woke up and on day one went to Don Quixote, bought a bunch of drinks and snacks and lots of strong zeros. Yeah, strong zeros. So much of those. Yeah. Uh, you know. Zeros. I miss them. Yeah. Other creature comforts, just vending machines everywhere for drinks. Oh yeah, how could we forget? Which is so nice because it was so hot outside. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was always great too because it would just be like, and it's like, one of my favorite things in Japan too, it's just like, you get out of the house in the morning, you walk down, you just like slap like 130 yen. It was a sale on the machine for whatever reason, but and then you get some boss coffee for the day. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah. With Tommy Lee Jones is like the emblem for them. So it's Yeah, he's awesome. he's one of their spokespeople. The Tommy Lee Jones, Agent mm-hmm. L from Men in Black. Yep. We yep. saw like commercials for him or with him in it on like on the trains, like on the screens. It was pretty pretty surreal, kinda weird. Also yeah. wasn't he Agent K? He was K, right? And then Will Smith was J. I don't know, dude. Anyways, oh yeah, you're probably right. Okay, sorry, we digress. No, no, that's that's important. (laughs) It's important. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's funny. It's like a lot of it is just like the small things in Japan that's just so yeah, so like magical about it. Like yeah, like to to your point, we to this day, whenever I still go there, like my ritual is you get up for the you get up, and depending on who you're with, like. Like if it's with you, we'll take a shot of Suntory whiskey. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, to start the day. But mm-hmm. after that, it's like, yeah, you go to the nearest vending machine or cone beanie, you get that coffee, whether that's iced or hot, you mm-hmm. can p- take your pick. Mm-hmm. And if you were, and if you were our smoker when we were smoking, mm-hmm. just having that breakfast of a canned or a canned coffee with a nice exotic Japanese cigarette. Yep. Beautiful. It's excellent. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What's well, called. Um, yeah, I, I, I got more into just buying, you know, those like short bottles that you can get from the vending machine. Yeah. Yeah. I only got, I only got that the whole trip. It'd just be like short bottle, just like pound it and then just throw it away. So I don't have to carry garbage. Oh yeah. That's the other thing. (laughs) You, uh, not a lot of people are, no, nobody really eats and drinks on the go. Mm -hmm. Everybody, Mm -hmm. uh, just finishes it at the spot. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so you yeah. don't want to like bump into anyone and like 
together and stuff there. Found a whole bunch of new favorite drinks though while I was there. Oh, tell me, yeah. tell me more. Melon scald. That shit is so good. Melon it's just scald. melon. It's like a creamy melon soda. Yeah. Melon scald is. Oh my yeah. god, it was so good. Mm. And then uh, just the, the carbonated calpico, which is you can get that here. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like this white peach green tea thing that was like my go-to as well. Mm-hmm. Something more refreshing. Mm. But man. It's, it's kind of fun because like you would go to different vending machines they would have different things you're like oh this doesn't have the thing I want let's try to find another one yeah <laughs> but there's so many of them that like you're gonna find it eventually yeah it's great loved it uh, going back to the idea of um, it being hot and humid I guess the interesting story was just like so only our bedroom was uh, covered by the air conditioning right okay. so like you know Whenever I had to go take a shit, like, <laughs> the moment I sat down, I would just like start profusely sweating because the rest of the house was uh, yeah. covered by. AC. Are you sure you weren't straining? Yo, yeah, that, you, you copied me. Fucking both, right? It's both, dude. And she just like feel. It. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm yeah. sweating. <laughs> I feel like the heat would help with it. Just like you know, it's like I mean. It loosens you up. It loosens yeah, up. but but the thing is, regardless, you know, you just you just the moment you sit down, you're like profusely sweating. Yeah. Speaking of the bathrooms, yeah. how how was like one of the one of the beauties of again we're talking about the small things in Japan, like how was your bathroom? Uh, oh, so well, two things. First of all, like having a bidet. There, that was my first experience with a bidet. Japanese toilet. Holy bidet. shit, that thing is amazing. <laughs> That's all I can say about it. Like, I don't need. Did you have a anymore. seat warmer? I guess it was summer. You no, I didn't need it. Like the whole everything was warm. So, yeah. Um, but the the shower, it was like a shower bathtub combo basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it was super nice. I feel like that place was like recently renovated or something. Uh, no, I think I think most. Oh, sorry. A, a good amount of the places I've been to previously, like. The, the bathrooms are kind of that way, but it is yeah. very well kept. It was, you're right, a lot of it did seem very new. Yeah. Um, how, I don't know if there's anything, oh, oh, Jesse made use of the bathtub a lot, because it's like one of those deep bathtubs. Uh, yeah. Went and got some bath bombs. And, yeah. Yep, bath bombs. I'm not really <laughs> about, like, baths, so I didn't do that, but... I don't know. The shower was really, really nice. This is great. Dude, dude, there was one time where like, I took a shower and, and then uh, I was like drinking in the in the bedroom and then he comes like, hey, I helped uh, start the bathroom. I was like, cool, thanks. But then like, I didn't realize it until like I went later on because I was like, oh, I don't have to go. And it takes a long time to fill up anyways, right? Yeah. So I go and then I'm just like, wait a minute. Because for those of you who don't know, it. For the Japanese baths, there's like this kind of like panel, usually kind of near yeah. the, the bathtub that you push to dispense hot water for the bath. Yeah. <laughs> and you did didn't push it, and then and then I went to like the faucet for the for the bathtub and noticed that it was only the cold water pushed all the way. Oh my <laughs> shit! Like a tub full of cold water. Yeah, it's ninety like, degrees outside. True. But I didn't mind. I was like, I, I was like, you know what? Whatever. I, I'm playing waiting again. So I just like jumped in, and it was not bad. It was not bad. I was like jumping into a, a hot tub. That was the only time I did that though, because every other time I made sure to just fill my own bath. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. I was like, oh, whatever. Too tired. 
but it's like it's, I think it's uh yeah the bathroom or bath culture as funny as to say is probably one of like my favorite things too right because I'll set that picture too so I've been like I think all seasons except for actually I've, I've only been in winter and spring mm-hmm. I'll set the picture for you winter time you're so you do a lot of walking by the way you do a lot of walking in Tokyo a lot of walking oh yeah I lost weight when I came back yeah so you're gonna so you're gonna be sore at the end of it. let's say you come back from a day of exploring you go back to your Airbnb and like you're sore as hell. So you start up a warm bath, right? You go in there. So this is the procedure, order of operations usually. So like you let it fill up and then you get in there. So especially if you have multiple people with you, you shower first. We don't want dirty bath water. We don't like that shit. We don't want soup. Yeah, we ain't about that Twitch girl bath water. <laughs> Unless you like that and I can sell it, help fund my podcast. Twitch <laughs> girl bath water. But yeah, you do that. So you, t- you, you, you cleanse yourself. Then you put that, you also put, you fill the, the, the bath, put whatever mm-hmm. exotic bath bombs you want. Mm-hmm. It's all fizzling. If you smell it, it's effervescent. It's great. Fizzles a little bit too. It fizzles a little bit yeah. too. And now you have two options. One, you can bring your, your drink with you, a nice strong zero or a beer, mm-hmm. creamy beer. Mm-hmm. And then you can sit down and you just let that soreness disappear. You just let that, then you can just sink in there, man. Just imagine. Because the, t- the bathtubs are super high. So it's going up to your, like, you can go all the way in if you wanted to. Like, just mm. completely submerge yourself. Yeah. And it's great. I mean, I think there were times, I don't know if you fell asleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. There were times where I just, like, kind of just, like, just be completely relaxed. It's just chilling. And it's like, all right, I don't want to be in here for, like, an hour or anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think my usual thing was I would take the bath and then drink like the strong zero or two or three afterwards. Oh yeah, that's the part of it too. Yeah, you get out, you know, you're like drying yourself off, you open up the fridge, maybe for people not of age, you drink a nice some juice. a nice juice or a milk. Milk, yeah. But for adults, that strong zero with that beard, it's like ah oh, refreshing as hell. Yeah, it was great. I kept, small things I remember too. I kept leaving the bath water and kids were like, you sure you don't want to take a bath? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, well, more bath water for me then. <laughs> yeah, I had to do that too. I had to like, get like my, I, I took my cousins and my brother, they went for the first time. I had to really like, they're like, what, take a bath? Really? I'm like, trust me, yeah. trust. It helps a lot, especially with all the walking. Yeah. Like, my two things that help me manage walking around a lot because I don't walk around a lot as like a general thing. We're not generally active people. Yeah, and so the the two things that generally help me refresh that is one, taking a bath at night, and two, drinking in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Day drinking is a must in yeah, Tokyo. Because it's like you drink a little bit of alcohol kinda helps like, you know, ease the soreness for when you start like once you start walking, you know, you know, all the soreness kinda isn't a problem anymore. Yeah, I think we were super like I don't know. What's the word? We, I think there was a, t- like, first trip, we would just get a bottle of Centauri. You get your nice mixture of trips, maybe a nice yuzu, mm-hmm. carbonated yuzu. Drink a little bit of that, and then you just pour it in for the, the whiskey uh, and the rest, yeah. and then we just walked around. I remember that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we mixed it in the park, dude. Yeah. And then we saw, like, little Janice people, like, look at us, and oh, shit, we gotta go, we gotta go. Yeah. It's, it's funny, too, because it's like, you, like in the states, you're not allowed to like be doing that. I mean, you're not supposed to. I'm sure people have, but yeah. like you're not supposed to. In like in Japan, like I don't think anyone actually cares if you're actually walking around drinking. As long as you're not like being belligerent or like stupid about it. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the one thing that's, that's the flip side of being a gaijin, right? It's like you feel, sometimes you feel isolated and unmute. Well, other times you get the gaijin pass where it's like, you can, oh, it's okay. They don't know what they're talking. They don't know what they're, they what they're doing. They can just let them go. Yeah. You get a pass for some stuff. Because they sell, like, beer at the park, so you can just walk around drinking. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of walking. Uh, I think that was, like, one of my favorite parts of the trip, too, is the fact that, you know, we're in the middle of Tokyo, but we also got to experience a lot of, like, nature things. Like, when we went to the Meiji Genju Shrine. Meiji Jingu. Yeah. yeah. And then we went to Yoyogi, and we also went to Shinjuku Kyo. Yeah. Yoyogi Park, I think we spent, like, were we there for, like, three hours? No, that was definitely Shinjuku Park. Oh, okay. We were we were at Yogi and Meiji Jingu for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> it was a very pleasant long time. We just walked aimlessly, almost just yeah. sat down, got a drink from a vending machine, listened to the cicadas, and did some more walking. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's wild to me to think about because like when people normally think about Tokyo, they think like the. The metropolis, the yeah. an urban, like an endless urban sprawl of concrete and buildings, but these there parks is, like, are massive too. Yeah. Like they're huge. The like, nature. Was it like a mile or something crazy. across? Yeah. yeah, it was huge. I, I like That's super nice though. Yeah, and there, uh, at least for uh, Shinjuku, going like the Shinjuku National Park, you had to. There is like kiosks to get in, so like, you know, you you can't come in with like. You can't be coming to ride around on your bike or like with your pets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a national park, so you gotta like yeah, kind of try to preserve it however you can. Yeah, for it sure. It was very interesting. It was actually the first time I've been there because every time we tried to go before, it was closed. Oh, because we would go as a new. We always go during New Year's because <sighs> we have uh, we work in tech, mobile, and usually it's a, there's a lull at the end of yeah. December and early January, so that's the only time we could all go at the same time. Yeah, and then it was always closed. We we're like. But this time, it was, it's nice. And then we got to go to the parts from like uh, that movie, Garden of Words. Yeah, oh, I yeah. totally weaved out. It was great. Yeah. Unsponsored plug, watching Makoto Shinkai, yeah. Garden of Words, or yeah. any of his works. You probably watched your name. Yeah. Watching Weather and You. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to U.S. theaters January 17th. Unsponsored <laughs> <laughs> plug. <laughs> yeah. Gotta have one. Was that also the same day we did the, the samurai thing? No. No. Oh, okay. um, that day we went to Asakusa to go to, um, I just thought uh, that day was really long. Yeah, that was a really long. It was a that was probably the most rushed we've ever we were ever during uh, the trip. I don't know if it was rushed. We just had a lot of stuff to do. Well, it was rushed because we were trying to get to the the samurai thing. Yeah, well, a lot of time. Okay, it was but, rushed for me because yeah. I was the one timetabling. Yes. <laughs> So I can't read anything. I don't know where so, we're going. So basically, like Jesse, take the wheel. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I forgot the name of the. I already forgot the name of the the, the temple at the Kaminari one, but it was like. Anyways, um, it's got the giant Panasonic lantern. Um, but I, so I've been there before, so I have an idea of how much time it takes. And so like okay, I was like okay yeah I think we I think we can do it let, let, let's let's stop here because Osaka is near. Um, Sky Tree, yeah, which is kind of like the district that the uh, samurai thing that uh, we went to was for, and we'll explain a bit what the samurai thing we went to was. Um, that makes sense because, like, I feel like Sky Tree is like more old town 
Tokyo. It was a much more suburban area yeah. around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, we we, we can do it. Yeah. Um, I like as we were like done going around and like walking, I was like, all right, we are gonna we're we're coming in real close. We gotta start walking fast. <laughs> so, so like we were like just jetting to the station. I was like, I don't know where the station is. Like, oh my god, we're gonna be late. Tell tell the tell the teacher that we're gonna be late. Um, what I didn't realize was that like. The time that was being factored yeah. included like the time it would take from like when we were inside the temple, and so we actually had more time than I thought we did. Ah. So like I was like, oh, and, like it, it didn't like really take into account that we were like speed walking or like slash running either, but we got there early on time. Yeah, I mean, navigating Tokyo is a wild. Like even if, what's your experience with uh, Google Maps in Tokyo? Love it. it Love it? Yeah, it was great. Did, yeah. Even at Shinjuku Station? Uh, <laughs> oh, I think it was confusing when you're in the station. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it does tell you like which platform. We just have to like figure out the signs a little bit better. Yeah. Because um, there's like big ass numbers. Sometimes, you know, you can't see the forest for the trees kind of situation where there's yeah. just so much stuff that you don't notice the giant letter or number that's there. Yeah. But... This part. No. <laughs> I had that look. I'm just like, something's not right. Anyways, I spent a week or a whole week with this guy and his parts. So, yeah, yeah that's part of the course, dude. Yeah. yeah, it just comes along with just going to places with me. Oh um, man. But yeah. yeah. So we did nature stuff, and then like the cultural thing was this uh, this samurai thing that we did. So this is something I've never, I haven't really done heavy like historical thing or t cultural things yeah. I don't think so tell me about this this is new to me yeah it was, so like on this trip I wanted to hit like a few points of like uh, shopping cultural food uh, nature and so obviously this the samurai thing was um, the cultural thing before you continue let it be fucking known that this guy suddenly had the desire to actually look things up literally the night before our flight <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I remember so we were in Hawaii yeah. you were I was drunk. I was, like, I was drinking oh white claws. It was so funny. <laughs> like, like the whole time leading into that night, I was like, "Hey, let me know if you want to do anything." Or like, you know, otherwise, I'm kind of just gonna like direct everything. No, yeah, kind of like, all right. Well, I'm kind of like mentally thinking about this the night before. Like, hey, I want to do all these. It's like, <laughs> we're going tomorrow morning. Now here's why. It's because I didn't know where to look. And then, like, the night before, I was like, oh, let me just double-check our Airbnb reservation. And then I realized Airbnb has, like, uh, experiences on there that they you can sign do. for. I was like, oh, okay. So I just started looking through that, and I was like, oh, I want to do this, this, and this. And that's why I started looking at stuff. Anyways, unsponsored plug for Airbnb. <laughs> Places to stay and things to do. Um, anyways, yeah. yeah. So, well, I, I'm glad that, so, when I, I remember that night, there was, like, a, mu a bunch of options. There was, like, a... A cruise in Tokyo Bay was one option. Yeah, I'll kind of make that one because yeah. it was on the Saturday that we yeah. were leaving. And then you had the one that you actually did. I don't think, actually, those are the two I remember. The like Samurai. It was a food tour also. And a food tour. Yeah, it was a food tour, which was like probably unnecessary now that yeah. I think about it. And you said yeah. you, there was like a bento one. Like, oh, make, oh, yeah, make your bento. bento. With like a housewife. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, really, yeah. I don't think I was really. That was weird. I think you guys made the right choice though. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, so there's actually two different experiences uh, to train with like a samurai master. The other one I think was, well, 
don't know. I chose this one for a reason. Probably because it's like more one-on-one and personal. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, we went to um, this like shrine slash dojo, just like kind of tucked away in a corner somewhere. Um, that was really cool. It was just us two and then two other uh, girls who were also on vacation. And then like um, Yusuke, which is our teacher, and mm-hmm. his assistant. Um, another guy too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, that guy was... Man, he watched a lot of anime. <laughs> he was like a natural at this. Yeah. Um, he was a weeb. He was a big weeb. Chinobio. Let's let's just, let's just be honest. Anyone who was there, was yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, it was really cool. Yeah. Cool. Nobody uh, just like casually goes to a place to become a. Samurai. All right. So how do you train to become a samurai? Dude? So the first thing was they're just really nice and accommodating. Like you know, they turn on the AC, they give us like cold tea uh, to like just cool down a little bit. Um, and then we did like uh, this might be out of order because I don't actually remember. The cold tea came later, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that was like at the end or something. Yeah. Um, but we also did like a very uh, impromptu tea ceremony. It was not like two hour long one of like yeah. a more formal one. It was like a more casual one um, that like samurai would do. Yeah. Um, so we had some tea, uh, some dessert things. I don't. I think it was like a red bean cake. Yeah. And some kind of like sweet custard bun, I think. I think so. That was like a, the yellow thing, yeah. yeah. That was those were really tasty because I like sugar, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how they treat you with snacks first. I feel like this <laughs> like yeah. when, when I think samurai training, I'm like Well so so it, it's it's not just samurai training, it, it, well it, I guess it's like it's like an experience of like things that samurai do. So it's kinda like you know, I mean, they sound like very samurai-like snacks. Yeah, because they're like, it's one of those things where they're like, oh, these are like the typical kind of snacks that, you know, if say, because you know, samurai were like political leaders also, right? Yeah. So then, you know, if someone else came, you know, one of the first things you would always do is have a tea ceremony. You would have like, oh, you, you would have these are the kind of uh, snacks that they might offer to them and have together as they talk. Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. It's so, cool because he also explained like, uh, when you do the politics stuff when you go talk to important people of like how you're supposed to compose yourself, which side you're supposed to place your weapons mm-hmm. um, so that like you're non-threatening. Ooh. I think it was if you place it on your left, then that's threatening because it's your if you're right hand dominant, you can instantly strike. Oh. And then if you place it on your right, then it's fine because like it's like awkward and you wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, you can't do it. That's yeah, so it was like really subtle things like that. Um, so he had us choose uh, the is it Hakama? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, your the Japanese kimono guard. Hakama. Yeah, so like yeah. the pants, the shirt, yep. the the obi the belt. Yep. Uh, they helped us put those on because that shit is complicated. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like I looked like I was like a child who didn't know how to dress themselves. Oh, dress me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean the thing also is that they're. I mean though it. If anyone's tried those on, they're not exactly particularly designed to be put on by a singular person either, right? They're they're typically like meant to be helped on by somebody. I watched should... The Last Samurai. I know how it goes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> I know Tom okay. Cruise, yeah, right. Ken Watanabe. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, fun fact: uh, one of the things we we went around and struggled to introduce ourselves. One thing he said was to mention our our favorite movies, uh, and one of the thing that the guy said was. Uh, last Samurai. Oh, you <laughs> oh, mean the super yeah. weeby guy? No, no, no. Oh, the teacher. Yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. was just like, okay, look, 
It I was I, I like I thought it was a good movie. I thought right? it was a good movie. Too, <laughs> by the way, we can have a whole other discussion about yeah. it. I thought it was a good movie, and it, uh, you know, and it did. I, it might have actually, based on kind of like the experience we had, it probably actually did tell a, a fairly good portrayal of like the samurai's life. You just have a whole issue with you know Tom Cruise. You know, yeah, I think I said like <laughs> Samurai Seven, which is a dramatization of Seven Samurai. Uh, but it's an anime. Yeah, Anyways. I remember that. Um, yeah, so he got dressed, uh, and then he did like this lesson on all the different parts of um, like a uh, uchi katana, mm-hmm. uh, and like I don't remember what the small one was called. Oh, so uh, the, one of the cool things that we learned, so uh, the uchi katana, which is typically what people, the, 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 what we know as like the typical katana that people carry on. Uh, a cool thing that he actually taught us actually, as well is that uh, the there's like the one that you ride on the horse is called the tachi, and so if it if it curves so if the curve is pointing up, uh, that's a tachi. If it curves so the curve is pointing down, that's a uchi katana. Sorry, tachi is curve pointing down, uchi katana is curve pointing up because it goes you go in like a, a swinging motion for the uchi katana, but for tachi you can't do the swinging because you're holding. Yeah, you don't want to behead your horse. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it's like how you unsheath it, yeah. or how you draw it to attack is like kind of how you uh, but, attach it. To yeah, the and the smaller one is I, th- I believe it's called a wakizashi. Yeah. Ah, yeah. And then so those are like the smaller ones, and those are actually the ones that you're supposed to carry with you everywhere. Like, like you you can wear them when you're talking because you know they're meant. To more protect. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like your backup weapon, kind of. Yeah, and it's kind of like you're, you know, walking around your house in your boxers night because, because <laughs> like one thing he explained is like people don't typically like they didn't typically have their swords on them like their long swords with them because you knock shit over or like you know if you look at the doors in Japan like back then they were paper like. Oh. Doors, so you'd like poke holes in it, and that'd be a problem. <laughs> but you can't do that with the walking slash because it's yeah. like super tiny. There's actually a bunch of holes in like the, uh, <laughs> the screens that were in the dojo, probably from other people. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Um, but he he had uh, he took apart the wakizashi. Is that am I saying that right? Okay. The small one, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and showed us all the different parts and like how um, the the handle. Uh, the tsuka, I think, mm-hmm. um, was like made from. I think it was like stingray, stingray skin. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like leather. super cool. Yeah. And then he so. told us this thing is two hundred years old, and I was like, "Holy shit!" He dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to hold it. Oh, Obviously, we're not supposed to touch it with our fingers, like the blade part. Yeah. But we got it to was hold like, everything else. Yeah. Like the actual like metal that was inside. Like the scab, the yeah, the, the blade itself, like Whoa. the forged blade oh. itself. Yeah. And I was super nervous because like this thing is so old and really, really sharp. Yeah, it's crazy too because there's like a little like tiny like piece of bamboo that basically holds the everything together. Yeah, it's and like it's the locking 200 blade. years old bamboo. <laughs> and like you need like a little hammer to like kind of ding, 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 knock it. <laughs> it was super cool. Yeah. Um, but then... Yeah, after he showed us that, we started training, and he would uh, he showed us a bunch of different stances and like how to strike with your sword, the sound it's supposed to make when you're doing it correctly, and uh, we did a whole bunch of that. Oh, actually, sorry, let me back up. Uh, we did meditation first before that um, because yeah, it's like really important. Um, but the meditation was not just like breathing exercises, but it was also like uh, kind of like 
you know, thanking heaven and earth and everything for, like, giving us their strength to be able to do It's kind of like the whole ritual before battle or even just training. Um, so that was really neat. But yeah, uh, yeah, we did no bunch of training, and then uh, he had us use his actual sword to um, cut bamboo bundles. It was great. That How was, did that feel? That was that felt super cool. Yeah, it was much yeah. more well balanced compared to the training ones we're using. Yeah, and so it was a lot easier to swing, and it was like it was heavier, but the swing was actually required much less force mm -hmm. because of the balance. Yep. So we cut a bunch of buttholes. Uh, yeah. Sounds like you said buttholes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I had a burp coming up, sorry. <laughs> um, um, and then afterwards, he did his performance, uh, which was nuts. Yeah, like, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, he started off playing the flute, like legitimate flute of like this kind of sad, but also kind of. It was kind of like, you know, if I were to set the scene that the song gave, it was kind of like a hazy morning as the sun came up and everyone's like essentially geared up and moving off to battle. Yeah. I can hear it. That's good. It's like a somber sense of like dignity. <laughs> and then he just did this kind of like almost a dance around the targets without his sword he was just using his hand to try to visualize how he would cut each one and then it began <laughs> and then he just <laughs> turned into a demon <laughs> yeah. and his strikes were just amazing uh, they're so clean and precise and yeah. effortless obviously he's like he knows what he's doing but yeah. still is very very impressive to watch yeah, I believe he said he was a fifth arm and so he's like that's like you know, you're on your way to, you're like, it's a step towards becoming master. Yeah. Um, so, that's... Yeah, that was really wild. cool. That was, a, that was I, a fun experience. I thought the interesting thing, too, so, you know, initially at the beginning, my feeling for the whole thing was like, God, this is so cringy and hyper-weavy, it's so weird. But, yeah. like, you know, as it went on, I, I kind of got more entrenched into it because I think it, it really hit me at the very end when like we were you know taking off the hakama and stuff like that and then he was like oh uh you know put just it's like oh yeah be sure to like you know thank your swords and then place it here yeah. and then like everyone's kind of putting it down i actually like you know bowed to the sword and put it down and he said thank you to for me doing that mm -hmm. and it kind of made me realize that like you know this is like an art for the guy you know yeah. and, and like in, in like kind of entrenching our shell, ourselves into it was like kind of a sense of appreciation also for the art yeah yeah I mean, it's it's very interesting, and I think like once you go there, you'll like kind of like feel it or recognize it. It's like as for as much as like technologically advanced, new, and hyper, like you know, it's all bright lights. It's like super futuristic over there. Like there's still like this old soul to the city, yeah. mm -hmm. Japan in general, and uh, it's cool that you got to. Like experience that like firsthand, yeah. and yeah, that's that's pretty. It was pretty cool too, because like while we were training, he recognized that I had previous kung fu training just from like your footwork, how, just from my footwork, and I was like, holy crap, how did you figure that out? <laughs> he wasn't just like asking just because I was Chinese or something, but uh, he like legitimately saw that, and I was like, yeah, this actually feels a little bit uh, like when I used to take kung fu. 
Um, and like you overheard them saying something, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You overheard like uh, Yusuke talking to Makoto about something. Oh, well, it was just like him at the end saying like, oh yeah, he's, they all did pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, they're just like, oh, it's like, I can do pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can imagine, like, all the different people that come through, like, some of them have never done anything like this. Well, most people haven't, obviously, but... Um, yeah, I think our class did pretty well. Yeah. As a whole. He's recruiting you guys. So yeah. is that... Yeah. Next seven Samurai right here, guys. <laughs> but those, they all died. <laughs> oh, spoilers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, uh, what was it, like, 80-year spoiler? I mean, when <laughs> does a Samurai not die, dude? Every, True. They all yeah. die, dude. In, in the last samurai, they all die. They all die, except for the, the last, last one, <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, and then most important stuff was oh, the yeah. nerd shit that we did. Oh yes. Oh my god, you was there? That. There was so much, so much. We went to Akihabara twice. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you inevitably will. Oh yeah. You're not gonna go just once, I even if you're place. not a nerd, dude. Yeah. Although yeah. it, it's interesting too, because like having got going with Wilson was actually a different experience from going with you guys, uh, with like RJ and like um, Iris and Susan and Yang, because it's like you all watch a lot of anime. Yeah. Right. I watch a lot of anime, and so you know we hit up a lot of figure stores when we were there together. Uh huh. But then when I was with Wilson, a lot of the times we were either hitting up like an arcade or some kind of like some UFO. Or, yeah, like there's like a ton of like. Games I'm addicted to claw so. games. I can't. I spent like over a hundred dollars on just claw games. Everyone does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish I'd spent more. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's a it's tricky because the one dollar is not a paper dollar in Japan. It's a coin. Yeah. And if you're American. You think you're just dropping quarters? Oh yeah. no! I knew full well you know exactly full? The, the value of how much it was, but like the quality of the stuff you could win was just way better. So I was like, oh yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. yeah. Hey, like you should tell them what your haul was. I I got like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the closest. I mean, I got like those little like uh, Sugimo Garashi thing. Yeah. Like super tiny. I mean, the closest I even got to getting anything was like helping Jesse get his Mimi Cute pillow. Yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty good. I got it. <laughs> um, the arcades were super cool. Like, I think he spent like a not insignificant portion playing Tekken and Fate Grand Order. Yep. So those games in Japan are super neat because they're like you can get cards in the game, but then it also has a printer and it prints out actual cards that you yep. can trade or sell and buy and stuff. Yeah, and you can buy the you can actually go to stores and buy the cards. And then, um, oh, yeah, and then and then use that it, and they're not just a souvenir. Yeah, you put them back into the machine, and it reads it. Yeah, and then and use it in the you. game. I actually lost my um, my uh, card. I forgot what they're called. Uh, it basically, there's like a card for a lot of the game centers there where you can uh, save your game progress. I lost the first one, and that was where oh, all yeah. like, I used all my XP points and stuff for my. All my fake go stuff, but I still have all the fake go cards, which I still need to disperse to you guys actually. But um, I got a, I got, I got a, I got a five star, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah boy. <laughs> life. Dude, yeah. I saw one of the games I saw there was like free 
people who don't know, I fucking love Bomberman. Mm-hmm. Like, Bomberman is, like, the original Battle Royale. It's just, like, a grid. You're little dudes that drop bombs that explode into, like, a plus sign, and you're supposed to try to blow each other up while you collect power-ups and stuff. Mm-hmm. But apparently, <laughs> there's a game that is called Bomber Girl in Japan, and it's Uh-oh. basically Bomberman with, like, a whole bunch more mechanics and just waifus. They're just, like, little chibi waifus that you give cosmetics to. Like, one of them just had, like was holding like two frying pans and had like a sushi roll in her mouth and like mm-hmm. you know all every kind of cosmetic thing you can think about but this game was hilarious because you just saw like four people playing with each other and then online because all the arcade machines like also online connected yeah so you're like playing people in other arcades playing the same game and it was just like it was nuts and yes there's clothing damage oh uh, yeah that that was yeah. something very unique that to that game because <laughs> naturally because <laughs> you got it yeah. Naturally, it's a part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of times where we just stop and watch people playing rhythm games too. Cause oh god, that's like to see. It's always a sight to see. Yeah, yeah. they're so good. And to give you a little more context to roll it back a little bit, so we're talking about Akihabara, which is translates roughly to what Electric Town. Kind well, of like, kind of. Yeah. But basically, like it's, it doesn't like, matter. Like, it, it, yeah, we were to literally translate it into something different. It's like Fall Leaf. Town or something. Well, people call it, call it Electric Town. <laughs> yeah. It's the Nerd Central because that's where all the electronics are. So naturally, what comes out of that is all everything nerd culture, anime-related, yep. gaming. You have multi-storied, up to like seven-story arcades. You've got... Um, it's all densely packed. And yeah, it's like... It's just floors upon floors of arcades. It's like every Sega Center. Anything that's like, anime related or yeah. hobby related. It's, yeah. it's the hobbyist central, essentially. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I think I remember like the first time I went there. Like I remember talking on my last podcast when I said I was crying at the wedding because it all hit me at once. The, that was the moment when I, I was tearing up, real talk, when we entered like the court, that main corridor of Akihabara, I swear to God, I was tearing up, and I was <laughs> screaming at everybody that yeah. we're fucking here, yeah. that we're fucking here, and I was just like, pure joy and elation, and it was just like, yeah, did you ever, did you guys ever hit that point, like when you're like, oh shit, like I arrived, like I'm here, Yeah. like what was that? that, was, that I think that was the same for me when I went to Akihabara, well, actually no. For me, the first time was when I went to Shibuya. Like my oh, first Shibuya trip. Crossing? Yeah, when I went to Shibuya, that was like when I started like really feeling like, I'm in Japan now, this is great. And of course, like, you go to Akihabara, we're like, whoo, that's my stuff. Yeah. This is what, this is what it is. Yeah. It's music, lights, everywhere. Girls in made outfits saying things to you in like weird cutesy voices. Mm-hmm. Did you guys hit up the uh, hit up M's? Enough. Oh, we didn't. Oh, you no. didn't? Yeah, I thought about it, but it was like, I was wearing shorts the whole time, <laughs> and, you know, you know I, there was a discussion we had in Hawaii, I, I think, I'm not sure if you were there, but shorts... Probably, I was... It was like Steven, and, and then, but yeah, yeah, you know, shorts aren't good at hiding things that'll, that'll appear from <laughs> being in a place like that. I mean... <laughs> Initiated M's is a nine, I think, nine, seven to nine story sex shop. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, like porn, paraphernalia, like. We saw some stuff. There's a lot of stuff. And let's, you know, when you're wearing dry fit shorts, man, it's just, you're just not hiding a boner, dude. I mean, like, <laughs> first floor basement, from what I remember, it was just all DVD, Blu rays, and they have them playing. 
Yeah. So that you can. Yeah. 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 The first two floors, they have like little TVs with the sound. Yeah. on. Like totally fine. <laughs> and then the basement too, they have. So, you know, there's a lot of gotcha pond in, which is like, you know, gotcha. You get the. You pay a certain amount of money, you turn the thing, and you get like a randomized toy. At M's, you can get used panties. And I bought some. First time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Of course, as you know, you guys know me, I, you know I would. And, but the funny thing is, too, is like you'll see the picture, they're like, oh, all these girls wearing these panties. But then I think, retrospectively, thinking back on it, it's like, how do I even know if they were people actually wore them, and were they actually girls wearing those panties? Yeah, you never know. It could be just some dude running around with them, just kind of like, fuck <laughs> yeah. them up. So, you never know, man. <laughs> I just I assume that, because it's Japan, they're very honest and sincere about this stuff, but who the fuck? No, I mean, this is a sea, kind of like a seaview park, too. It is. About it. But I'm, about, I'm all about it. Though. Yeah, but it, yeah, but we didn't end up going in there. Right. Um, Next time. Yeah. Yep. In a, in, a, in a season where I can wear pants. <laughs> I think cold. the moment I felt like I, I was like legit in Japan was actually it's kind of weird because I didn't think I would have this connection, but it was when I walked into the Gundam base. Oh. Like, at that moment, I was like, this is, like, peak Japan. It's literally just a whole floor full of just Gundam everything. Like, from toys to statues to, like, models. And, like, that place was nuts. It was huge. And it actually just felt like you were in a Gundam base. Like, I don't know. That place is just so cool. Um, yeah. Keeping in mind that I, I never even watched Gundam as a kid. Like, I knew of what it was. Yeah. But, like, just seeing all this stuff and, like, the how intricate some of these, like, model sets were. It was just kind of, holy crap, I'm in Japan. This is peak Japan. I can see that. I mean, like, Gundam is an icon, right? Yeah. And yeah. you don't see it here at all. Yeah. No. So. And also, um, the Pokemon Center. Oh, how oh, could my we God. forget? We spent we so forget? much money in the Pokemon Center. Whoa. Oh yeah, we holy we, shit. Yeah, a lot of time. I bought uh, I bought you guys a gift from Pokemon Center. Too. Oh yeah, the wedding Pikachu's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely hit up all the Pokemon centers there. I think that was yeah, like without fail. Well, I'll always go to at least one. Yeah, yeah. They have all the merch that yeah. we don't have here. Yeah. yeah, we got like I got a Ditto Pikachu pillow yeah. stuffed animal thing. The I don't Ditto know. It's just great. Yeah, the Ditto everything's are great. Uh, we also got, what is it? Well, we didn't get these in the Pokemon Center, but they had them. It was like um, the Pikachu bank. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like those like cat banks where you like press the coin. Oh like, yeah. The cat comes out of the box. Yeah. So we got like a, a bunch of those from Don Quixote, where it's like it's like that, but Pikachu. Yeah. That's just Pikachu when it yeah. takes oh, your and this other thing, which I saw on the very first day, remember the Don Quixote trip of the very first day I, I talked about? I saw this thing, and I didn't buy it at the time because it was really expensive. But it's a Roomba, but it's a Pikachu Roomba. It's just a Pikachu sitting on a Roomba that's like, you know, has the, the Pokemon ball or Pokeball design on top of it. And it just like runs around your desk picking up eraser shavings or whatever it is. And then I was like, oh, man. Desktop Roomba. Yeah, desktop Roomba. That's it was like 35 bucks, And I was like, uh, I don't think I'll find a use for this. And then on the last day, I went back and I bought it because I was like, there's no way I'm going to find this anywhere else. <laughs> and so now I have a Pikachu Roomba <laughs> for my desk only. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Another pro tip. Leave the last day to always go back and 
you know, for stuff that you're not unsure about. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And if you're unsure, if you want to buy something, just buy it. Yes. Just buy it, man. Just, just do it. You're gonna yeah. regret not buying it. I always. regret I told you, everything man. right now. <laughs> what we're referring to is, I saw his jacket. I think it was, was that Skytree? No, it was at uh, 109 Men's. Oh, actually. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I saw his jacket that was a leather jacket with a hood, but the hood was also leather. So this is like full Kingdom Hearts right here. Mm. And I wanted to buy it. It was $400. And then I still regret not buying that jacket to this day. <laughs> you could have duty free, baby. Yeah. Next time, I'm gonna buy that. That jacket. would have been 400 flat. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, more reasons to go. I mean, it's yeah. probably not hard, that hard to you know find reasons. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think we're getting up past an hour, but I think the one thing that I want to talk about, like that, I feel like we glossed over was, or we didn't talk about, was the food. Oh. Oh, oh yes. Food. Tell oh, me. Yes. Oh yes. Oh. What y'all eat? Uh, let's see. What was our... Oh, man. What was the first thing we ate? Uh, probably from the Kobe? <laughs> no, the first thing we... First thing we ate was probably uh, go-go curry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we went to Akihabara the first day. <laughs> that, like, that was a... We had no idea where to go. I was like, well, I know where I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> I know exactly where to go. It was really good. But also, that was when I first learned about how you buy food in Japan. Oh, so break it down for us. Yeah, so normally, like you know, here you either sit down, eat your food, and then you pay for it, or you like uh, wait to be seated. Wait, yeah, something like that. Or Some kind but of in Japan, uh, for efficiency, there's these little kiosk machine things at the front of the restaurant. Not all of them, but you know, some of them, um, where it's like little there's like buttons uh, with all the items on the menu on it, and you put in your money first. And then you select the thing that you want, and then it spits out a ticket, which you hand to the, the people behind the counter, and they make your food. Um, and then you sit down, and you just wait. So it's like, for someone like me who doesn't read anything and can look at pictures and point, this was like, kind of like godsend, because <laughs> I didn't have to talk to anybody. I just needed to know what I wanted to eat, hit the button, or put in the money, hit the button, and then I'm good. I just give them the ticket. You it's, didn't even have to smile. You yeah. You yeah. that part out of the equation. It's a machine. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, that I was amazing. Like yeah, it's nice to be like if you're super anti-social and not a people person, Japan's the place to go because you don't have to talk to nobody. Yeah, if you don't want to, it's great. Uh, we also went to like this kind of A5 Waikiki place that uh, Wilson found. I think it was in Shinjuku. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it was really good. It was like a stand-up kind of place. Yeah. Uh, where you had to stand. Um, yeah, it was. We just, like just had Jesse order everything that was A5 that we could, and we just ate. Yeah, because it's funny too, because like I just asked him for, I just asked him like, he give us the recommendations, because it was like, I always sat there, I was like, all right, I'm gonna tell you now, listen, like I don't even know the parts of a cow <laughs> in English, <laughs> like let alone Japanese. So I know I, I just like well like, the guy like, kind of was could speak a little bit English, okay. but then like you know I asked him in Japanese like for the just like what are your suggestions? He's like okay, we're gonna do like a recommendations course, and I was like perfect. Yeah, that yeah. was delicious. It was hell good. Melts in your mouth. Uh, I still think beef tongue was probably the best thing there. Whoa. Like it wasn't even an A five thing, but it was just so well marinated. I think Whoa. I like I think it was like the the shoulder. Shoulder was good too. Yeah, the shoulder was really good. Mm. What's it called? Um, you went to Ichirons? Ichirons? Oh, the ramens. Yeah, the ramen. Yeah, oh, man. Ramens. I fucked up hard at Ichiran this time. Cause, like, Why? I, so I never actually ordered the spicy powder. 
as like an extra topping the second time for the second order. This time I did. So I didn't understand how spice levels in Japan worked. Okay, it goes like 14 to like 22, right? What? And that was what they had. Okay. Wait, hold on. How does like zero, and I'm putting this in yeah, context, yeah. is 14? Well, I'll get to that. Oh. Okay, so at Ichiran, their spicy powder was 14 to 18, I was like, or 22. I was like, I can, I can handle this. Yeah. So I ordered it like 16, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. It was a fuck ton of powder. <laughs> it, like the bowl was like part powder at this point <laughs> but I didn't want to like not eat it oh cause it's rude to not finish your food in Japan oh yeah, yeah that's one of the rules you basically have to eat everything yeah cause typically there's no like real takeout aspect to it right yeah it's kind of rude to not finish your food so like I was like and also it's like it's itchy run still right like yeah. even if it was like the second helping I was like alright I just like I just finished it so doubling back to what happened to zero and on, it's like uh, we went to like another place, which kind of leads to another thing we ate another time was uh, okonomiyaki. Yeah. Mm. So the hot sauce there was a was a number four, which was considered the high number for, okay. <laughs> for the place. All right, there was like a hot sauce on this side. It's like you see this? This is a four. Yeah. Okay. She said if it's if this is not spicy enough for you, you can put more. But that's spicy. This is a four. I had freaking sixteen. My <laughs> 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 uh, And it was just all powder too. That, that oh was worth part. But yeah, okay. So I messed that one up. <laughs> but the the I, it was good at least prior to it because oh, it, it makes was, sense. Now. I remember because you came back out of the restaurant because I finished early because I didn't get the second helping and I was just walking around. And then I met up with you again, and then you just walk up to me, and the first thing you say is, "Ugh, <laughs> that was that was hot." And I was like, "Okay, you just looked like you, you just did something really, really exhausting." Like I don't yeah. know, but it, it was yeah. rough, dude. I mean, oh, like, and also to harp on the whole like antisocial aspect, like Ichiran, it's like you, when you get seated, like it's not a table. Yeah. You're not seated at tables. You get these own little booths that's like. You're walled in. It's basically, you know, like when in college you go to the library. Oh, it's like a voting booth. Yeah, it's like yeah. a voting booth. Like you just, it's Except just you for yourself. Yeah. yeah. You can put down the dividers, but why? Why? <laughs> yeah, I remember when we went, uh, yeah. like me, you, Susan, and Iris, like uh, we all got a, we all seated in like a row with each other, and like Susan was taking down like the, the, barrier, the, 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 the barriers. And then like when she got to mine, she took it down and I put it like right back there. <laughs> <laughs> My me time, you guys. <laughs> executive time. I was like, yeah, I'm, we'll meet up outside. <laughs> and it's funny too, because when you sit down, you're like, uh, how they get, and you know, you're wondering like how you're gonna get your ramen, you're just waiting for it. And all of a sudden, you see, like in front of you, like they just yeah, push the door it in front slides, of you. Yeah, door yeah. Just slides up, they put it down, and then you don't even see their face. Yeah, the, the, the furthest you'll see is like maybe halfway up their forearm, and yeah. then they're gone. Never have to interact. It's great. Yeah, um, much. Like, I've never been to the one they opened in New York, but, like, I know you don't even have to, like, wait at all, really, for the ones in Japan, and it's, like, probably half the price. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else do we have? Uh, the best thing I ate in Japan was Tatsunoya, the mm. uh, tsuke men. Oh, tsuke? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was actually the best thing I ate. Is that the person I suggested? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was really good. I was actually really, really excited to have yeah, the skin broth food. was like, it had fried pork skin in it, like bits of fried pork skin. 
in the broth. I just can't even explain how delicious this was. Like, the first bite, it was just like, you know that feeling your brain gets when you have something for the first time and you've never experienced it? Yeah. And it's amazing? Yeah, yeah that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and so, after that, everything else, I was like, this is just not as good as Tatsunoya. <laughs> but that place was so good. Yeah. It was really that good. Was I got so an XL because I was like, you know what? I think Kamal's onto something with this place. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all in on it. That yeah. you're and, and I did. Yeah. <laughs> Killed all of it. it was so and where did we go? We went to Tonkatsu Wako. Oh yeah, Tonkatsu Wako. Suggested by my friend Scotty. Um, all sponsored plugs, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. But it was delicious. Um, it's just like you know, it, it's it's katsu, but it's not like with curry. It's kind of just like uh, you got the little metal grate that it's on. It's a um, it has like you get the radish, you have the kaffir sauce, some cabbage, some rice. It was a lot of food, like comparatively. Oh yeah, I also got an X out there too. Yeah, go bigger go home. Cause I trust my, cause I trust this guy on it too. Like the suggestion places I got, I went like all in. I was like, I know this is gonna be good. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna eat a ton of it. Yeah. I think the funniest thing too is like I had stomach issues while we were there. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Um, and when we were at Tonkatsu Waka, Wilson was like. I don't think like fried stuff is good for your stomach, like if you're not feel if it's not filling one. I was like, I'm in Japan. I'm not gonna not eat. <laughs> How many chances do I get? I'm going all in and not exactly. care. Exactly. You're, right. you're always in YOLO mode over in Japan, dude. Yeah. I was like, I don't care. There's no excuse How not to do eat? something. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, I'll I'll deal with the ramifications later. Uh, oh man. But yeah, I think I think those are like the last thing was yeah, just some random sushi boat place. So I think next time. Oh yeah, I went to Kaiten Sushi. Kaiten Sushi, yeah. baby. Yeah, I probably want to do like a more like nicer sushi place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. probably should have done that. Like that. more omakase style or like, yes, you know, Jiro style, like yeah. traditional. As opposed There's to a few like kind of sushi places. I think the thing I liked the most was the one that uh, me, you, and Alex went to that one time. We were walking around Osaka that we just like. Happened to in a back road find a sushi oh, place. Oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was pretty good because they it was just like they had sets you could order extras if you needed, but then like there's some like pretty good sets. And just and those were just delicious. Yeah. Um, yeah. We did some pretty good damage there. <laughs> oh yeah, we ate a ton of food at the Kaijin Sushi. I, it, I think oh, it yeah, for some reason that some day we had like we didn't eat anything until like really late in the day, and I don't remember why. Uh, it's because we were running around for. That was the samurai. Day. Oh so, yeah, you're right. That was a sky tree. Okay. Yeah, we didn't have. It, it was like, I think it was like, four thirty, four forty-five, maybe close to five, yeah. right? And then we we like passed through all these food places, and then I was like, oh, it's kaiten sushi, sushi. You want you want to eat here? And then um, Wilson was like, I don't know. It's kind of want to have like a regular sushi place, like see what else is available. And I was like, all right, Wilson, it's like 4.30 and we haven't eaten anything yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm hungry and we're executive order. We're just eating here right now. Yeah, it was pretty good though. It was, I mean, it was not the worst sushi I've ever had. Uh, yeah, it did the job. Yeah. The, the, the maguro was good. Yeah. The fatty tuna, um, that, was, that was delicious. Um, yeah, I think that was. I think that was about most of it. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to like actual meals, that mm-hmm. was pretty much it. Like we had some random stuff, like the oh, the corn dogs are really good. 
Because we were in Shinogubu. So Shinogubu oh, Korean, which is that's Korea Town. Korea town. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so they had the Korean corn dogs. Nice. Yeah, these things are nuts because it's basically a corn dog, except it's covered in little bits of potato, aka fries. Yes. Yes. So it's a corn dog covered in fries. Like, holy shit, that's. Both of those things are delicious. So why not put them into one thing? It's it's pretty good because they have like basically like like diced squares of potato and they just like you know put batter a little bit batter there. batter it up, kind of just like wrap like kind of cover a corn dog with it, fry it on the spot, and there you go. It was delicious. Oh, oh man, we got some sudibu too. Well, he had I had to I got the kimchi jjigae because yeah. sudibu had shrimp in it. Yeah, it was a then, seafood, uh, seafood one. Our last meal was I don't remember the restaurant name, but it was oh. Like, uh, uh, Tsuru Tantai. It was like a udon place. It was a Nikki suggestion. Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, it was like a like seventh, seventh or tenth floor or something in some building in the middle of Tokyo. Uh, yeah. It was like it was like somewhere in Ginza. Yeah. It was interesting because the bowl was like probably a foot or across and it was like super deep too. It was weird because the bowl was gigantic. It made you look like a child. <laughs> but it was just like a normal portion of udon. Um, yeah. But that place was super fancy. We were very underdressed for that location because <laughs> we had just come from Disney Sea. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I forgot you guys went there. So we were all in like shorts and a t-shirt. He didn't even have sleeves I'm pretty sure. I didn't. That, and was, everyone... that was the day I didn't have sleeves. It was great. <laughs> yeah. And if you can imagine like this place's attire Basically, it was like business casual and a lot of people that were like businessy folks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then we go in there, we're all just like in casual clothing and shorts and all sweaty. <laughs> I was like, oh, this feels weird. For those unfamiliar, like Ginza is like the high class like clothing and designer. Kind of oh, yeah. Place. All like, the high fashion brands. It's, mm-hmm. It feels rich. It's like, yeah. Yeah. You know it. Yeah, yeah. It just, it, you breathe the air, it feels expensive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, you look up, we look. I was, I was explaining him about that when we were at the Udon place. Like, if you look out the window, you like look at those signs just on the buildings: Hermes, Gucci, Chanel. Like, all these, like, all these places. These aren't cheap, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then speaking of the last day, we were we went to Tokyo Disney Sea. Uh, we met up with uh, Nikki. Shout out to Nikki. Hey. what? That was really cool. It was still really hot that day. But quite hot. We, uh, oh yeah, pro tip, always get the fast pass. Yeah. yeah. We didn't really get to do much because we didn't have the fast I pass. I mean, but we hit all the yeah. rides that we wanted to, but yeah. it pretty much took up all our time. Yep. Um, we were like waiting in lines and stuff. Oh man, so like, uh, Wilson wanted to see World of Color. Yeah. And I was like, I was looking at the time, I was like, oh yeah, it's like a 10, this is fine, whatever. And then like, uh, we, we walk around and I like, look at it again, like, wait a minute. It, it, it's written in military time, so I was like, it's 8. And, uh, then, and then when I realized that, it was 7.50. <laughs> I was like, we gotta go now. Gotta push it. And so, like, thankfully, Disney Sea is really easy to navigate, actually. Yeah. It, it, like, it's not that big, right? It's not that big, and everything kind of loops into each other. Yeah, it's like a big circle. Yeah, it's, it's just a series of circles in circles yeah. next to circles. But it was really... Interesting to see everything in Japanese. Like all the voices and stuff during the show were like in Japanese. Yeah. All the songs, so it was like familiar but not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we went all the typical rides like Tower of Terror, the Indiana Jones ride. Um, let's see, 
Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. I think that was one of the. That was trippy. That was when you control like yeah, 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 the, yeah light. the light, the light. Yeah, yeah. It was like a roller coaster moment. I don't know what it's called. Raging spirits. Oh yes, it, raging it, spirits is cool. It was very really short though. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do loops. Yeah. yeah did so you go at night on raging spirits? We did. We did. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, the that's way to do it. Yep. Well, you guys didn't get to do Journey. Because right? it was closed for yeah. renovation. Oh, that's lag, dude. Yeah, because we were the best trying way. to see if we can, like, kind of needle our way it. in, because yeah. the park was closing, but mm-hmm. it said it was closed for renovation. Then you just were like, okay, well, yeah. this is fine. Yeah. So it's like, we didn't really, we couldn't do anything about it, so. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think that's the common theme, especially, like, as you can see, it's like, we, we were talking a, about a lot of stuff, kind of crammed a little bit of everything, but that's kind of, what the experience is in Japan, like you, there's all this stuff that you want to do that's like sensory level, there's a lot to unpack and like discover, mm. but you can't get it all done. Yeah. And I, I will say to Susan's credit that it was a lot, You, I, we were able to be much more agile. Oh yeah. Because it was just Wilson and I, and even more agile, because I just took the wheel. Exactly. So like, you know, there was not a lot of deliberation moments where like we had to figure out where like literally every night we would decide on like a thing that one of us might want to do, mm-hmm. look at where it is and be like, and I would just go, okay, I'll just plan around the area yeah. for us. And then just kind of take the wheel from there. <laughs> I mean, that's not the best way to go. I mean, yeah. I think that's expectation too, like for your first time, like don't expect to get everything done. And you know, it's just an opportunity to come back and you know, Yep. Discover a new side of Japan in Tokyo or wherever yeah, you're Don't go. worry, you can and will go back. <laughs> you're going to want to go back. Yeah. You will go back. Yeah, you always want to go back. <laughs> I'm, I'm still in like depression of having come back here. Yeah, right? How's that experience when you're like, you know, you, it's like, I even get that now when I'm like at the airport, like leaving yeah. at Narita, I'm just like, like everywhere really, like, you know, on BART, everything's so dirty and inefficient. Um, Oh, so like the weekend after I came back, I went to Japantown because we went to Deho for um, for like Gamichim. Yeah. But uh, it was weird because like while I was waiting and just wandering around Japantown, I was like, oh, it's kind of like Japan, but I know this isn't real. And that made me sad. Yeah. So I had to get out of there. So I went outside and walked around instead. <laughs> the glass has been shattered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when people say like it'll change your life, like it will change your life. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's a great place to be. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm talking about figuring out how to first, you know, in the large sense of things, like change careers, so I have like something I can do that's more transferable, mm-hmm. and then go work in Japan for like a year. Oh, I there. didn't know that. Ooh. Just thinking, just an idea. Just an yeah, idea. I like that. It's a very common thing that happens after your first time in Japan. You just think, how do I get back? How do I get back for <laughs> good? <laughs> Maybe not for good. I I wouldn't think it'd be like. Probably want to live there for like, mm-hmm. you know, a year or two or something. Yeah. Yeah, it can, <laughs> it can be done. It yeah. can be done. All right, so I think we are about at, yeah, we're about at an hour and a half, so I think it's time for Last Call! <laughs> and just to kind of piggyback on the theme that we're talking about, like the fact that we can't fit everything that we want to do in a single trip to Japan. For your next trip, what is it that you want to do? And I think I can start because I kind of spoiled it. Me and Susan spoiled it last podcast where it's like, we are planning on going 2020 right after the Olympics is done. We're going to climb Mount Fuji because 
what I don't, you know, bucket list. Let's fuck it. <laughs> do it before. This is like do it before baby comes. So it's like mm-hmm. just cross it off. But that's one thing. And but on the flip side of it, after Mount Fuji will be sore as hell. You go to the ultimate bath, which is an onsen ryokan. And so that's the plan. Nice. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. All um, right. What you guys? Okay, well, I'm not going to climb Mount Fuji. You're not. <laughs> but you will, be, you will be joining us. You'll be there around the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I will probably... I, I'm actually thinking about coming around the same time as you all, but yeah. uh, probably meeting you up like before or after. Yeah. Uh, but... I think I want to go explore another portion of Japan that's not Tokyo, just for like a little bit. Uh, a few places I was thinking of was either Chichibu or uh, what's called Yokohama. Uh, I thought about Yokohama just because it's kind of near uh, Hakone, where you guys get a plan to do your uh, onsen stuff. Our death march. Yeah, 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 yeah. your death march, <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, that's yeah. a little heavy, but we're going to be dying. Yeah, Yes. but uh, Chichibu is like kind of close, but it, it's, uh, it's further from... Uh, what's called um, Hakone than Yokohama, but I, I guess the, the prime of it also is maybe hanging up like some anime, some spots from animes, which ah. is what Chichibu is from. It's the city of my fa- one of my favorite animes, Hanahana. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, so, nice. Uh, I might check that out. Yeah, for me, I one of the things I wanted to do was uh, attend a, like a summer festival. Oh, you went to that summer town. Well, not necessarily summer, but just a festival in general, you know, because yeah. I want to do the stupid, like, fishing for goldfish game. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, with, the, with the dumb paper net? Yeah, the dumb paper net. <laughs> the worst possible tool for this particular task. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that and, like, Cherry Blossom Festival. I don't, probably not going to be able to do that this next year, yeah. 2020. Uh, but at some point, I want to do that. Um, it's a good time to go. Yeah. Springtime, when the cherry blossom is blooming. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, in addition to that, we kind of mentioned already, but like going to a nice uh, makase sushi place. Mm-hmm. You want to go like Jiro level? Like, uh, go to like a Shokunin master? Yeah, you only live once. Let's do it. Yeah. Although, the one thing I had to say, it's like I don't necessarily like the feeling of like eat and get the fuck out kind of thing. I like the oh, you know, yeah. hang out a, a little bit sort of experience. Oh, yeah. Japan doesn't really do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not big fans of dawdling. You kind of yeah. just eat and just get the fuck out. I'm sure there's places for that, but you know. There's some. Yeah, there are places. Izakayas are kind of like, Izakayas. even though it's like an hour limit, but yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, an hour's fine. Yeah. yeah. I just don't want it to be like 20 minutes or, you know. Yeah, because a, a lot of the restaurants in Japan aren't very big. So you kind of just like, if you're not eating, then it's like, what are you doing? It makes sense. If it's crowded, <laughs> it totally makes sense. Yeah, right? but if it's not, if it's not crowded. Fine. Uh, maybe like in Osaka, you could probably like, oh, yeah, you could probably easily. Yeah, maybe yeah. you should go to Osaka. Then. Yeah, or Kyoto. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. But cool. Thanks, everybody. Hopefully that gets you going, wanting to go to Japan. And yeah, if you do go, yeah, tell us about it. Tell me more about it. If you want to talk about your experience, let's do it. Uh, But other than that, I'll see y'all folks later. Peace out. Peace. Goodbye.